I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 13, Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast episode. I've been looking forward to sharing with you what I've been learning. But you'll have to forgive me if my voice is a little scratchy. I've had a cold, but I really wanted to do this podcast today because there's some exciting new things that I want to pass along to you. Because it really always amazes me the wealth of knowledge that is out there, and I am constantly reminded what I didn't know, I didn't know. Because the truth is, as I'm on this path helping others evolve, I'm evolving too. We are all at different places along this journey, and I am grateful when I can be the recipient of others' knowledge and expertise. And likewise, I love passing it along to you. So the topic today is change your mind, change your life. I want to help you truly understand this today because it really is fascinating. It has quite literally changed my life. I want to start out with a funny experience I had with my sister about 25 years ago. My younger sister, Stacy, is one of the most talented people I know. I can embrace it now, but there was a time when I probably begrudged it a little bit. It was a hard pill to swallow at times. She was a ballet dancer. She actually ended up in New York after high school, and she danced with Joffrey. She has a beautiful singing voice. I was usually her accompanist on the piano back in the day. She was in student council. She won Young Woman of the Year. And I have to say, I did Young Woman of the Year myself, and I think I won ticket sales. And I think she won Homecoming Queen. Well, you get the picture. I was her designated driver to and from dance practice, and it wasn't what you would call service with a smile. I would go to pick her up from dance, and there was a big glass window where they would be practicing and finishing up. And I had this red pickup truck, so it wasn't very discreet. And I would just start honking the horn until she would come out. Um, I was obnoxious, to say the least. I thought it was hilarious, but under the humor, it really was just unkind. So back to our come-to-Jesus moment at the ranch so long ago. We were hanging out in the bunk room. She had just graduated from high school. And she shared something with me that day that changed my paradigm forever. It really shocked me to the core. She said, I've always been jealous of you. And I was so confused. Say what? Like me? She was the one with all the accomplishments and talents, and she really did all the things that I wish I could have done. But she told me that she envied how much fun I had and all my friends, and that I seemed to always be laughing and enjoying life. Well, that's mostly true. I was very social in high school, and I had no shortage of fun or friends. But when I told her that I had been jealous of her, she was equally shocked. She assumed I despised her. I can't imagine why. Imagine if we would have both understood the power of our minds and loving what is. And how much pain that would have saved both of us, how much pain we could have avoided. 
Well, I can tell you now, looking back at the grand scope of things, that her friendship and support have been instrumental in helping me deal with my challenges that I've been faced with. We've walked this journey together and have dealt with really, really hard things linked arm in arm. So thank you, Stacy, And I hope that you've forgiven me for being such an annoying, obnoxious big sister by now. Okay, next. I just spent an enlightening weekend learning from the amazing Byron Katie. She helped me gain an even deeper understanding of accepting what is and not buying into our stories. Happiness or hell starts in our minds. If you are not familiar with her, she went from being an agoraphobic to becoming a renowned leader in helping people all over the world with what she calls the work. One thing I love that she taught me is to stay in your own business. Much of our stress and anxiety come from mentally living out of our own business. And there are only three kinds of businesses in the world, mine, yours, and God's. To think that I know best for anyone else is to be out of my own business. How many times have you done that? Do I know what's right for me? That is my only business. And when I'm worried about natural disasters and things out of my control, that is God's business. And really, the good news is, with practice, you may come to see that you don't really have business either, and that your life runs perfectly well on its own. That is really something to think about, right? My wheels were turning all weekend. So let me tell you a little bit more about my experience. I was invited by a dear friend of mine a few months ago to attend this event with Byron Katie. And I was really on the fence because it was my kid's Christmas break, and I just didn't know if I wanted to commit. And as it turns out, another friend had purchased tickets for her family to go, and they ended up not going, so there were extra tickets available to me. And then another friend had a hotel room available that I could stay in, so it really was just too good to pass up. And I'm really glad that I didn't. So many times we create our own little mental mind blocks or roadblocks to things that really are good for us or that would benefit us, right? And I learned so much. I quickly went from going and attending so that I could gather information for the work that I'm doing or to help others to really digging in and working on my own business. And I've been at this for a long time, and sometimes I get into that place where I resist or I play the why me game or why am I not over this yet? It's a little bit frustrating. I mean, I compare it to an onion when I'm working with clients, and it really applies to me as well. There are layers and layers, and they all stink. You just have to keep going through the layers to get to the bottom of it. So back to my light bulb moment from the work that I did. I have discussed in past podcasts the trial that I'm involved with. I was the victim of sexual abuse as a young girl, and my perpetrator went on and hurt many others that spanned over at least four decades. We were supposed to have the trial in September, and it didn't work out. It ended up getting delayed. And if you're not familiar with this process, I'll just give you a quick rundown. I pressed charges about five years ago. Yes, five years ago. It started in the detective's office where I live, in Gilbert. And it was there about a year and a half. And then it was passed on to the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. And then it stayed there about another year. And then the grand jury does the final vetting process. And that was when they decided to press charges. 
So it's not a quick process and you learn quickly that it's completely out of your hands. That's very difficult when you are one that functions better with order, a plan, and the knowns. I do not do well with the unknowns. So what better way to teach me, right? This has been one of the many lessons I've learned from all of this. More patience and trust in the process. So long story short, I will not be going into any detail because the trial is finally happening next week. Cross my fingers. But there was some last minute shady business by his attorney that delayed it in September. But I really am confident that it's going to go forward as planned. But one side note is, is that my uncle was arrested almost two years ago. So he's been in jail for that period of time. So to sum it all up in one sentence, I guess you could say that it's really just been a nightmare and it seemed like it's dragging on and on. And it's really taken a toll on me and on my family in ways that I can just really never fully express. So I've done a lot of work around this and I feel like that I've kind of arrived. And when I was back this weekend doing this work with Byron Katie, it I realize that I still have work to do. And since happiness or hell starts in our own minds, I was curious how I could turn this nightmare experience around in my mind. I have a collection of stories around this scenario. Like, he's dragging me to court, he tainted my life, and he continues to hurt people even in jail. I mean, the list goes on and on. And they all seem pretty valid, right? Well, here's the deal. This thought process is not serving me. And Byron Katie emphasizes the possibility of loving what is. I know this, and I teach my clients this, but sometimes it's hard to do. Because really, it's not what happened to us that matters. It's what we say about it. And sometimes I want to scream, but, 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 because not everyone has dealt with the horrors that I've had to live through. And maybe my trials and heartaches are harder than others. But that still is not the truth, because I can tell you that it is possible to love what is. So here's what came up for me. My perpetrator is not dragging me to court. That was one of the first stories that I've said over and over again. Really, if I turn that around, I am going willingly to court to stop him from ever being able to hurt others again and to face him. I want to have my voice in all of this. Number two, the other story that I have said countless times, my perpetrator tainted my life. Again, he has not tainted my life. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I have a breadth and a depth to me that I never would have discovered without this challenge. I've had to choose to live I've had to choose to show up. And I've had to choose to fight evil when I just wanted to stay in my bed curled up in a ball and just hide out. I have chosen all of this. I love who I am today because what I have been through. And here's another story that I keep replaying in my brain is that he's still hurting others even in jail. And again, that is not true. If I allow him to continue hurting me, then that's on me. This is a tricky process, and it takes time. And I have my ups and downs, but I know that I am not defined by this, and I will continue to fight for happiness in spite of what happened to me. 
I will be a thriver, not just a survivor. And I choose this. And that really is the power of changing your mind. One of my favorite Katie-isms, as she calls it, is that everything happens for me, not to me. If we can really train ourselves to view everything in our lives as teaching, molding, helping us, what a shift that would be. I can honestly say thank you for the sexual abuse I endured as a child. It has been a bumpy journey, but well worth the person I have become today. And I am grateful for the opportunity to explore that, to be challenged, so that I can choose who I want to be. So I just quickly want to touch on another highlight of my weekend in California. I attended the Agape Church with my girlfriends. It's actually Oprah's church for those of you who are not familiar with it. I actually wasn't before I attended. But I really just wanted to participate in a worshiping service that was different than what I'm used to. And it really was incredible. It is a clap your hands, hallelujah kind of church. They worship with their whole bodies, dancing and singing, and I joined right in. It was fantastic. And the pastor shared a message, and he challenged us to celebrate everything in our lives. It was like the universe was trying to teach me the same lesson again and again. He shared that each day he just starts it out with a hallelujah as he's walking on the beach and as he sees little kids playing or the birds flying in the air, just the breeze, that he just celebrates it all. And he challenged us to do the same thing. Again, even the hard things. It was if he was talking directly to me. But there really is power in praising the Lord in all things. So as I was sitting there and just taking all this in, he would be given a sermon, then he would just belt out in song, and the band would join in, and it was just such a unique experience. I definitely want to take some of this enthusiasm with me back to the way I worship at my church. He also shared the challenge to be available this year. Be available to new opportunities, blessings, and all the good stuff. So it just made me ask myself, am I available? Are you available to step out of your comfort zone, to have growth, and to add something new in your life? Well, I'm an amen to being available, to all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I just want to continue to learn and grow and challenge myself with everything that I'm faced with. Another Katie-ism is no one can give you freedom but you. Do you want to be free? Because that is your choice. I want to be free. Free from the past, present to the blessings of my life right now, and free to dream for the future. I am ready to tackle hard things and to still choose joy and gratitude in my life. What are you going to choose this year? Oh, my friends, I challenge you to choose freedom and to choose choice. That may not be grammatically correct, but choose being fully engaged and choosing what you want in your life. I really want you to design a radiant life. And I've been working on a program that will help you do just that. So I'm excited to share that with you and I'll give you more details as it comes up. But really, I want you to dig deep to have the life that you've always dreamed of. And I can hardly wait to share that journey with you. So I will end on another Katieism. The world is what you believe it to be, and it changes as you change. 
What do you want to change in your world this year? Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow. Thank you.